Jim Carson is back with us, Senior Managing Partner at Kai Volatility Advisors. You going on the cruise, uh, Jimmy? We're going to take a vol cruise? Uh, it's going to be a volatile cruise, I'll tell you that. Uh, <laughs> you know, you're going to visit a lot of different levels uh, along the way, I think. <laughs> All right, so um, choppy waters for us in markets. Absolutely. So, yeah, I'll lead off by giving you kind of my, mm. my current kind of uh, uh, OPEX kind of breakdown. Um, Please do. Very interesting, important moment, uh, you know, we sit out here. Um, as usual, when we hop on, we're, we're entering a window of, of kind of uh, a diminishing Vana flows. We've seen a lot of these. It's a, this is the action that we've seen of, of a beach ball underwater, essentially, uh, you know, where, where every time the market pulls back, it seems to get these new flows uh, that continue to, to, to push it uh, higher. That, that is actually um, coming, uh, coming off the table a little bit. And uh, and ultimately, uh, that's going to be uh, you know a window here of about a, a week uh, and a half, about till November second, the Fed meeting. Um, that Fed meeting uh, is pricing a significant event vol that and the November eighth midterm behind it. That clustering of, of vol demand for to hedge those events is very important here to the prediction we'll be looking for going forward. Um, that when you have that, it becomes very hard to hedge into that period because the demand is quite strong and dealers are short that vol. Um, however, as we've seen on multiple occasions, Brexit, uh, November 16th uh, election, the Trump election, November 20th, uh, November 2020, uh, uh, the, um, the uh, I apologize, the contested election, Trump, all of those, when you get the worst case event, it almost doesn't matter when you have this event fall because the potential Vana flows that come from these events are so positive and the bar is so high for something to go wrong. So so going into that, I would expect a little bit of a potential weakness, but then coming out of it, you have this immense strength. So I would expect um, kind of a, a pause, a, a little bit of a head fake. Uh, maybe even sideways action but uh, for for the next week and a half for, uh, going into the Fed in the midterm. But after that, um, you really, really don't want to get caught uh, short into these uh, into these coming events. Mm. Uh, VIX is still high at thirty uh, potential potential energy uh, from that from that uh, the Vana flows that'll come off that high VIX is particularly important. And we're entering a period of lower and lower liquidity as we enter the holiday season. Those Vana flows relative to the liquidity have a significantly outsized effect. Uh, shorter holidays, so the charm uh, effects uh, accelerate as well. And all of that really drives uh, a positive window. That is seasonality. People think it's a magical construct that seasonality is something that is that is ultimately uh, just a calendar uh, effect. The reality is it has to do with the, uh, the, the, the reduction in time, the reduction in volume weighted time, and a lack of liquidity that then is more affected by uh, these flows. Um, so, so incredibly, uh, incredibly positive window, especially with poor positioning, bearish sentiment, um, and a potential Fed pause uh you know we don't want to say the word pivot but mm. a pause coming there's the fed is starting to communicate that that's that's likely to be in q1 uh, likely mm. coming at the end of the year people that the market is going to start front running that uh, given these other flows um more and more um i ironically think that on the back end of that so this positive window we start to see uh, a real 
tail. So I think be careful getting caught into this next rally, thinking that it's going to be a secular move into, uh, you know, after and, and that next year, that's the, the, the sentiment that will come out of this when the fed finally does pause. Um, I think that fed pause when it comes, will be a sell the event, sell the news moment. And we're probably going to front run it uh, through midterm and whatnot. So I think that's the broad picture, short term, very short term, cautious, uh, big, big positive move likely coming on the back of this event fall when it does release. Um, and then after that, be cautious. I will note there are some vol managers that have been uh, liquidating uh, for the, into the back end of this year. Long vol has not worked. People are stopping their hedging. Skew is in the zero percentile. So very, very poor uh, hedging going on into the next rally. That's likely to be a big tail into the next decline, we believe, um, as a function of that. So Q1 next year, be very, very cautious. Uh, we'll be on again between now and then, but that's something to be very cognizant of, um, particularly given the top of book liquidity thinning um, and all of the zero days to expiration speculation that's happening nowadays. So a lot in there. I know I threw a lot yeah, at you, but, but uh, interesting uh, destination on our cruise. Okay. I like, so the, kind of with the end destination, thinking about the potential for Q1 of Fed language to start to soften a little bit, but the market having uh, moved in a positive way, to price that in. So kind of going backwards here, that part in Q1, the potential for Fed language to turn a little bit more towards a pause. Where do you think the evidence of that is right now? And let's take it step by step because I also want to come back to the short term stuff real quick. But thinking about the end goal here, because a lot of people have that end goal. When will the Fed stop breathing down our neck and pressing us to the ground? Where's the evidence you think that could happen as soon as Q1? I mean, like, that's pretty close. All we got to do is get through Christmas. Yeah, I mean, they, the Fed came out and actually said uh, just yesterday, I think it was Evans, uh, that they're ha having a hard time communicating that pause. That's what they're trying to deal with at this point. They realize there is a lag to their to their efforts. They're starting to see the effects, and they are going to want to stop and see what the effects are. They don't want to go too far. The problem, and I think the, I believe the reason they haven't uh, been more aggressive is because of all of the psychological sentiment that they know that the second they say the P word that, the, that this market is going to run higher and they do not want assets higher. They want mm. to control this. So they're being very cautious, very gradual with this communication, very muddied. Um, but I would expect that the, the odds of it are increasing. They did reference huh. Q1 um, in recent conversations. Well, I'm looking at this short-term rates. They keep jamming higher, man. The bond market looks like uh, it doesn't see any pause on the way. Yeah, uh, to be clear, it also didn't see long-term rates going to four and a half a couple <laughs> months ago. So, okay. um, you know, the, the bond market has been playing a cyclical game, which was the game for 40 years, into what is now secular inflation. So it's completely missed the picture here. It continues to. We believe that will continue. Okay. Um, so in the short term now, back to right now. So that's when we get there, looking for more clues of the Fed's potential pause Right now, we've talked and have seen a lot of data behind retail traders as having positioned short in this market. There's some pretty compelling evidence. We talked about it last time as well, that the uh, kind of positioning is for more downside. So that kind of gives bulls a little bit of a window to take advantage of that, to kind of squeeze those people. But have we gotten that squeeze? It sounds like you think that window for bulls to really press the shorts to have to squeeze might be closing here. Uh, did I hear you right on that? Yeah, so uh, 
Yes, the 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 potential energy of uh, bearish sentiment and poor positioning is going to be very important, especially as we get further along the tail. Um, but uh, but something's got to kick it off, right? Uh, and and uh, really, that's where these these structural flows come in. So yeah. uh, the short covering is generally uh, it's 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 kind of like uh, rocket fuel, right? Once it get lights fire, then you can really start to go. And I do think this next move will be when it does come it will be fast furious uh very uh powerful um uh so i will i, w- I would watch for that uh, that's the kind playing of seasonal... that with long dated calls is probably a, a good way to, to actually go about doing it oh. especially given how uh poor vol has performed to the downside fixed strike vol is likely to perform quite well into the next rally especially given the risk that's on the other end okay and that kind of the potential where you see a lot of power is potentially on the upside for kind of a seasonal bullish move uh, yeah, actually, kind of missed the first part uh, of the question there, but uh, yes, I think at the end of the, uh, you know, the the this event vol is the critical piece, and once that happens, I think you, uh, given the amount of vacation time, given the the lack of volume and liquidity uh, on the book, uh, we are likely to see a, a a run into the end of the year. Um, maybe even uh, kind of uh, into the early part of January as part of that January effect, which is generally very positive. But on the back half, um, I really think early Q1, similar to what we saw here in 2022, um, after a little bit of early momentum, um, late, late, late year, early year, um, likely to have some real uh, tough sledding and something, in my view, uh, you know, a second move phenomenon, which I've talked about, which is a much more volatile, powerful move to the downside, something that will really potentially break um, liquidity in the market. Again, liquidity is very weak. Uh, long vol managers are being liquidated, capitulating. Um, hedges, uh, you know, skew is in the zero percentile because it has not worked. People are not hedging. Uh, that is going to create an incredible uh, realized uh, move to the downside after some some big rally that we will have. Okay. So it seems like the big things on your radar are this end of year kind of seasonal potential for an up move anticipating a pause by the Fed, which when it comes to realization at that point, people are not going to be hedged properly and you could have potential for real downside. Like the next week, real quick, Chem, for like the next week or two, I mean, is do bears still yeah, have a chance here? We're in a real, we're in a real uh, dangerous window here, short term. But again, uh, it's gonna, it's, it's gonna be trappy. I would, I would look for a bear trap, uh, you know, coming uh, sometime ah. soon. Uh, that that bear trap is going to be a buying opportunity, in my opinion. All right. So if, if we've been sitting short, like so many people are, next time we get a big move, get out, baby. Sounds like the plan, Jim. Thank you very much. Yeah, that's that's the takeaway. All right. Love Great it. seeing you, OJ. Awesome. Thank you very much. Yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, Jim Carson, Senior Managing Partner at Kai Volatility Advisors. There you go. You got your game plan here for a couple weeks, for a couple months, and then further out to next quarter.